And welcome, Hoosier fans, to another episode of the Doing the Work postgame show. As tonight, your number five ranked Indiana Hoosiers lose to the number six ranked Michigan Wolverines on the road. The final score, Michigan 65, Indiana 50. The Hoosiers now stand at 14 and three overall and their first loss in the conference at 6-1. and one. I'm your host, Jeff Marlowe, here with my co-host, Kathy Amos, and we'll break it all down for you on this edition of Doing the Work, the new show on the Back Home Network dedicated to covering IU women's basketball. Let's start this show the way we start every show, and that is with our banner moment. And on a night where we didn't shoot it very well, Kathy, and we didn't rebound at all, I think we're going to go with a segment in the fourth quarter. Indiana fell behind by 16, 52 to 36. And from that point on, kind of wondering whether or not maybe we just, you know, just not much to go with. And But the kids dug in a little bit. We're going to go with our banner moment here, led by Nikki Cardano, Nicole Cardano Hillary, if I can speak here. Uh, Nikki had a field goal. Then the next possession, actually off a turnover, gets a leads a leads a break, gets an assist to Ali Patberg for an and one. And then on the next possession, also um, Nicole was very instrumental in, in, in Alexa Golbey getting a, a bucket, and they cut the lead from sixteen down to eleven at, or excuse me, to nine at fifty-two to forty-three, a seven-zero run. So that was our that's our banner moment for tonight. Is that seven-zero run? by the Hoosiers. And our banner moment today, as always, is brought to you by our friends at Homefield Apparel, now in their fifth season of sponsoring the Assembly Call and their first as the presenting sponsor for the Back Home Network. And did you know that among Homefield's large collection of vintage IU apparel is a shirt commemorating one of the most successful seasons in the history of women's basketball program? It's true. When you go to the IU collection, you'll find a t-shirt commemorating the 1983 season when Indiana won the Big Ten and made its first NCAA tournament. Given what the women's team is doing now under Terry Morin, it might be time for a new shirt soon. And if you support other college teams or have people in your life who, who do, Homefield probably has something for them too. Their product line now extends to more than 120 different schools with unique vintage logos for all of them. In fact, I believe they've released a Cincinnati and a Gonzaga shirt here in the last couple of weeks. And no matter what you buy, you know it will be comfortable and the colors will last through many washings. Plus, you're supporting an Indiana-based company that came up through Kelly. What could be better than that? Go to homefieldapparel.com and use our promo code HOME, that's H-O-M-E, HOME, for 15% off your entire first order. That's promo code HOME for 15% off. And once again, the website is homefieldapparel.com. Wear one for the team. All right, now it's time to move the ball, find the open player, and get some opening thoughts from the rest of our team. And here we have Kathy with Amos's Angle. <laughs> Thanks, Jeff. Yeah, it was just, you know, it was a rough night for us tonight. It was definitely not our night. Michigan came out from that beginning, set the tone really right with that first 9-0 9-0 run on us in that first two, two, two minutes. I think, if I remember um, correctly, they didn't even, I think their first five possessions they ended up scoring on it. And it was just, you know, we we were trying to, to double Nas and that was left leaving other girls open. They were knocking it down and it just kind of set the tone for the rest of the night. And I know we'll get into it, but being out-rebounded by the margin we did, especially when we have they have more rebounds than we ended up with points tonight. That that's just a that's a hard thing to overcome. And this was definitely a game that we 
felt the the absence of Mackenzie Holmes and her her presence. We've been able to overcome it in other games, but Michigan was just too tough for us to know to to overcome. And this and being on the road on top of it, and I have to hand it as well. I thought Michigan had a nice crowd that showed up for the game, and it was just a lot of elements coming together that stacked up against our ladies. But you know, the one thing that we can't say ever about them is that they quit on us. From the time they they tipped the ball into the time that last buzzer went off, it may not have been pretty basketball and it may not have been our best game, but um, by far they never, never, never gave up on us. Myself, yeah, Kat, I agree. I, I thought the big key to me was the beginning of the second half. I thought the first half was key, but the second half we got it back to 32 30 at the half. And if we'd shot free throws a little better, that might, might have even had a lead. But I'll save that for some of the numbers we'll yeah. crunch later. But then Michigan came out and and kind of stretched it out to 38 34. And from that's when it really kind of took they they scored, uh, I believe. Um, yeah, they went on a basically a 10 to 2 run from that point on to finish off the third quarter. So for me, that was kind of the 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 importance, you know, that that kind of um that to me was the key spot of the game because we still had a chance. We we're keeping the pace kind of to where we wanted it, but we just I don't know whether the rust came back to us a little bit, but we just obviously as we'll talk about in the numbers didn't shoot the ball either very well. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, I'm sure uh, <laughs> we have a lot of numbers to get into tonight, unfortunately. Um, not many of them on our favor, I don't think, but that's okay. We will have those nights. And you know what? It's still only our third loss of the season. It's our first loss in the Big Ten. We're still tied at the top of the standings. Mm -hmm. And we've got, what, six games to go, seven games to go. So, you know, it's the season is definitely not over with this loss. So I, 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 I am sure knowing these girls and the veterans that they have on them, they'll bounce back. Well, it also makes me wonder how many of these games we'll try and make up uh, We missed that we've missed. Will they make up any of them, or will they just kind of just chalk them up to uh, being lost? You know, or not losses, but just there's no way to make them up. Um, I, I thought one of the keys tonight was just the fact that the kids, the, they battled. As you mentioned, didn't have McKenzie, but it would have been real easy to go on the road in a tough environment and just be like, okay, we tried, but, you know, just a tough hell to overcome. But I, I thought that the kids showed a lot of fight. They just didn't have their A games. And I thought the rust probably more than anything showed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. That That is for sure. So got any other uh, meaningful moments that you can think of here? Yeah, I, I had a couple of moments. Um, again, I think it just going to sometimes we overlook, I think, the the little things. And and for me, there were a couple of times with Counter Brown. It definitely probably, again, wasn't her night either. Uh, she ended up with no points. But again, she's not in there necessarily to score a lot of points. But the thing that I think I, I like watching Counter Brown a lot is that she's willingness to take charge. Take, uh, take charges, I should say. <laughs> and there were two that I actually I noted down, and it might have been more than that. But in the first quarter, with just 220 um, left in that first quarter, she stood there and took a charge. But I think the more impressive one came actually in the fourth quarter, with seven and a half minutes left to go, and she's got her four fouls on her. And you know, we don't we don't really have many people to go to if she fouls out. But she stood right in there and then took that charge at seven and a half minutes to go. And I again, I think. And to me, those are meaningful moments from from Keandra that really show her tenacity and her willingness to get in there and do the things that don't show up in the, the scoreboard or in the um, the box score. 
Well, and I thought it was interesting. I think foul trouble was a little bit of it, as you mentioned. But we play, we got a couple kids in the first half that we have not seen a lot of minutes from, and Grace Wagner and Caitlin Peterson. And I didn't think played all that bad. Gave us a couple minutes here. I think probably the most meaningful moment we saw tonight is this was going to be a tough game, even with McKenzie healthy. Um, but it just became a real bear because the matchups get totally changed around. Uh, we try, uh, Keandra really was not a good matchup, even though she had the size for Nas Hillman. Alexa was really probably our best matchup with her, but then that also means you're asking her to do a lot more on the defensive end where you really need her to also, she really, we, we really need Alexa, in my opinion, really need Alexa to have a big night in the offensive end. I think she was putting so much effort in the defensive end, it affected offense. Yeah, I agree. It just all, overall, I think it was just a rough shooting night for for our women tonight too. Yeah, and I think that that comes from the layoff, as, I, as they mentioned on the they mentioned at least on the TV broadcast. They did, pra- you know, they were able to practice some, but there were also days when they had very limited numbers at practice. So I highly doubt they did much five on five until maybe the last few days when they thought maybe they were going to play Illinois over the weekend before that got canceled. Yeah, I agree. Um, um, and you were you were talking about the bench, and I I, I do want to mention Ariel um, Wisney who got in, yep. um, just for a very short period of time there in that second quarter, and she actually had one of the meaningful moments I I wrote down, and it wasn't during a game time, um, she was clearly put in just for a short stint there at the end, um, for her for her defensive presence, I guess on the ends, but um, yeah, there was a time where she actually subbed. she had some good help on D there was about 12 mm-hmm. seconds left, but Allie got completely knocked to the floor um, play was, I guess it was technically during play, the play was still going on and um, <laughs> Wisney actually stopped to help Allie up. And to me, that again, just shows um, I thought the togetherness of the team um, where she was willing to stay down there and help Allie. Maybe we wanted her to get back down on the other end to help with offense, but um, you know, she did her job, which was to come in and play defense. And um, I think she barely, yeah, she ended up actually recording a minute. And so she got in on the books, but uh, it was nice to see her get in and, and do something nice to help her teammates out there. Yeah. I, I, as a co- former coach, I was always getting you know, kind of divided about that. I was like, I appreciate you wanting to help your teammate up, but if the play's still going on, we can't be given an advantage to their team because I got one down and one helping. So, so, but at least it was on the offensive end. Like right. you mentioned, you know, I used to be, you know, I'd get some players that'd be like defensively, somebody'd go down and somebody'd go to help them up while I, your, your kid's scoring. I don't want that happening. So, but, <laughs> If, if they were supposed to be getting back on defense, that'd be another matter. But in this case, she had just finished playing some, you know, some, you know, acceptable defense, I guess, and, uh, and it's helping her teammate out. So I, I enjoyed seeing that. Yeah. And I, I, I really, most of mine are kind of coming out of the stats. So I think I, I really don't have any other meaningful okay. moments here or, or, or important storylines as well. Yeah. The only other one I wanted to kind of bring up was again, in that second quarter, about halfway through, it was four or three. We came out of the media timeout and went into a zone, and that was something I just I, I don't remember seeing us play before. And um, I don't think we played it very much at all. And I don't think we played it again the second half. But we did have a few possessions there where we played that zone, and it was okay. Uh, the only thing was, you know, right out of that zone, um, it ended up with Keandra Brown getting her third foul um, because we they kind of penetrated that zone and got down low again. But um, do you remember Jeff seeing us play zone earlier at all this year? Or I I don't think. Yeah, I don't think we've played zone for two or three years now. I think as Terry's gotten, Coach Morn has gotten more of her kind of players in. They they really like their man to man. Now, when she first got to IU, I think she played a little more zone. 
um, not not like exclusively zone, but would show it a little bit more just to show, you know, but I thought tonight it was a good mix up for one. It gave Michigan a different look. Secondly, I thought it might help with the rebounding just a little bit because it would keep us a little closer to the basket. You don't have a screen out responsibility on the zone, but at least you're a little closer to the basket. And thirdly, I thought it would make it a little easier to keep Hillman from getting it and doubling her a little easier if she did get it. But I was a little surprised we didn't come back to it in the second half, but that might have been a, a product of the game. The score got away. She might've been thinking about coming back to it in the late in the third quarter or fourth quarter um, to kind of, and, and the other thing I think she did too, because we had some foul trouble. I think she was trying mm -hmm. to protect Lex. I think Lex had two fouls already. Mm -hmm. Keandra yeah. may have been on the, Keandra may have been on the bench already with three. So I no, think she was, she was she, that was when she got her third was right when we switched to that zone. That's what I mean. She may have gone yeah. to the bench right, right before that. So yeah. I, yeah. I think that, I think that that played a role, but I would have liked to have seen a little more of it. I think I might've mm -hmm. at least, especially stopped some of the offensive rebounding we were right. giving up to Michigan in that second half. And I, that was kind of me, I guess, I know we're going to get into this in the numbers, but I, I, I uh, I, I, that was kind of a meaningful storyline to me. It was just how many offensive rebounds we got out rebound five to three on the offense, or it was five to three. We had three offensive rebounds in the first half. They had five third yeah. quarter alone. They had six and yeah. it seemed like it was, it was right at the beginning. It was like, right. Those first two or three possessions, they set the tone that they were going to go to the glass and we didn't meet that challenge very well. I thought that was a meaningful moment, important storyline. Yeah, I agree. I, I had wrote that down to wrote the easily their first two, um, possessions in that um, third quarter were all offensive um, rebounds. So yeah. we came out and, and forced a jump ball, which went to us. And then after that, yeah, we had uh, multiple, multiple times. And both of those offensive rebounds I wrote down at the beginning led to second chance points for them too. So, and I'm sure we'll talk about second chance points where <laughs> it was a, a quite a bit lop lopsided, which you would expect, expect when you see the rebounds. So well, and, and and with that, I just think that it just like you mentioned it, the those first two possessions. You you did the first part of the defensive assignment. You got them to miss the shot, but we couldn't complete the possession by getting a rebound, and therefore we gave them two or three opportunities on each of those first couple of possessions that they took advantage of. So, anything else, Kathy, for the this segment? Um, no, most of the moments that I have written down really, uh, not surprisingly, are all all kind of defense, you know, and I, yeah. I think just in a macro from a macro moment, I do want to say I think I and I don't I couldn't find how many points Michigan's averages on um, per game, but I know they have three, three players that average double figures, and they only had two tonight with double figures. So overall, our defense, I actually thought was pretty good. We'll get into I'm sure Nicole's and her with her steals, but um I thought overall our defense was not what let us down tonight. It, it was really on the offensive end, especially on the rebounding. The the 65, I would imagine, was under Michigan's season average. So defensively, we weren't off of our game on points per, per points per. But I will say, I think defensively, we did. We the rebounding is is also part of the defense, and I think that's going to have to be something that they that they. I'm yeah. sure they will talk about. And I'm sure we'll talk a little bit more about as well. So. As we continue our breakdown of Indiana's loss to Michigan, we'll point out these meaningful moments you may might have missed, and then we'll go inside the numbers to highlight the most important statistical notes from the game. You're listening to the Doing the Work postgame show. I'm Jeff Marlowe, along with my co-host Kathy Amos, and we're breaking down Indiana's loss to the number six Michigan Wolverines tonight. It's time for today's meaningful moments that you might have missed. I guess we kind of merged these together with important storylines, but is there anything here, Kathy, you want to add in before we go to a crunch of the numbers? 
No, I think we might as well just jump right into it, like ripping a Band-Aid off. <laughs> yeah. And so next, let's go inside the numbers. And Kathy, I'll let you go first. Let's pick out a few key stats. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, we might as well start with the ugliest one, which we've talked about already a number of times. So rebounding, 52 to 20, uh, got out rebounded again. We only scored 50 points. So to get have Michigan get more rebounds than we do points is really just way more lopsided than than you can overcome in any kind of game. Uh, you're going to have to be playing, you know, the bottom half of the Big Ten, I think, to be overcoming that. But again, uh, 38 of their rebounds were um, offensive rebounds for them, and that led to 14 second chance points and none for us. Uh, it, it, you know, it was often that we weren't even going inside. And um, we just weren't getting any rebounds on either end of the court. So I think that's the most glaring one, but I'll let you pick out some more other ones as well. So well, <laughs> I, I'll kind of piggyback off of you a few, few minutes ago. Defensively, we forced 25 turnovers against yeah. realistically you're the first or the second best team in the Big Ten. We forced 25 turnovers. Right. Unfortunately, as you just mentioned, that's more than rebounds we had. So, yeah. you know, I'm not trying to be total sarcastic here, but just – you know, fantastic job of pressuring, but we couldn't do enough with it. That we only end up with a twenty-one to fourteen advantage off right. of points off turnovers, and and so that kind of go into. I'm sure we're going to talk about some of the shooting woes, but you know, you forced twenty-five turnovers. That that's what kept them in the game, being out rebounded, not shooting well, but forcing twenty-five turnovers kept them in the game for a long time until eventually the, the it just kind of. It, it, it all kind of collapsed on them and they just couldn't stay with Michigan there. Yeah, I agree. And I think your, your turnover comment, those are the other numbers dovetails right into why we only had 21 points off of turnovers, which was our, just a woeful shooting night. We had 20 of 60 for field goal shooting. So uh, 33%. Our three point shooting was just, it was, it was non-existent tonight. We had three of 14 uh, from, from three pointers as they're all from Nicole. Um, everybody else missed any attempt that they had. And a lot of them were just that some of them weren't even close. They were bricks. They were bricks. They were early into the shot clock. They weren't good shot selection. So it wasn't even just the quantity of shots we missed. It was also, in my opinion, the shots we took and missed. Um, they were early into the shot clock, especially in the second half. I felt like they were feeling a lot of the pressure and, and really getting sped up. And it really led to some poor shot selection. We didn't have Mac in there, but even without Mac, we it didn't seem like we tried to play through the paint, which made our shots really difficult. Yeah, and I'll kind of piggyback off of that before I go into my next stat is we didn't get paint touches, and 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 I know Mac was out, but we too much of the dribbling today, and I thought Allie over dribbled especially, mm -hmm. and I thought even though she only ended up with I think two turnovers, but I just thought she dribbled in some bad spots today. They the, a lot of our dribbling was without purpose; it wasn't going anywhere. It was kind of east west rather than trying to get into the paint. Where even with Mac, without Mac, the couple games we played we were able to get into the lane with the dribble and force the defense to collapse. And we didn't get any of that today. So maybe some of that has to be credited to Michigan's defense. Again, this is a very good team. Right. They're going to jump up above us, obviously in the poll next week, excuse me, but we just, I just didn't feel like, and I think some of that was rust. I wonder how much of it's fatigue in terms of, you know, didn't quite have our legs under us after being off for almost well, actually 15 days, 15 just, days. just over, just over two weeks. Um, but the other thing I was going to point out, 
we were not very good at the free throw line, Kathy. No. We were six of 12 in the first half, but there's where it comes back to your comment about playing in the paint. We only went to the line one time one. in the second half, and that was Alexander yeah. one. So that alone shows you we weren't really being aggressive getting into the paint. And so that one free throw in the second half is a meaningful number to me. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, you know, personal fouls, Michigan only had 15 called on them <laughs> the whole game. And I don't think it was necessarily because the refereeing was bad. There was definitely calls that were questionable or missed calls, but you're you're going to get that regardless. I just thought it was just our lack of aggressiveness. Um, to your point, even without McKenzie, we still at least drive the ball and try to get down. And I, I agree. We have to try to remember and keep in my mind, you know, Michigan's ranked six for a yeah. reason. And um, and it, their defense was on point, and we just really struggled getting it going. Um, yeah, our defense definitely kept us in it um, to an extent with the steals and stuff. And if we could have just found a way to to make some of those shots become more easy for us, and maybe knock some more down. Uh, yeah, seven for thirteen from free throw. That that's not that's not a good recipe either. Well, and, and, yeah. and especially with the thirteen part, you had twelve in the first half. I, I just yeah. keep coming back yeah. to that one. Yeah, we just left, lost our aggressiveness. So um, is it okay if we switch over to some individual stats? Or you, you, you can go however you want to go, Kathy. I'm, I'm, we're talking, we're we talking stats. Whatever. We're talking whatever stats. We you take it however you want to go. Cool. All right. So, yeah, one thing I wanted to maybe talk a little bit about is the play of Grace Berger um, to start with. So I wrote down, you know, in the first half, she seemed to be pretty focused. She had nine points, um, four rebounds, three assists. But then in the second half, she kind of disappeared. She ended up with 13 points, um, six rebounds. Again, no one really <laughs> were spectacular rebounding. So at least she led the team in rebounding. But the thing that I did like is she still ended up with six assists, which was a team high, mm. um, really for either either team, to be honest. So um, even though her shots weren't falling, she still managed to get six assists on a night when the whole team, I thought, were um, really struggling shooting the ball to still manage to come up with six assists. I thought, again, showed what we get from Grace and in, in, in addition to always her leadership out there. I thought by the end of the third quarter, maybe beginning of the fourth quarter, we were kind of talking about this in a text or group text that she looked a little fatigued. And, yeah, and, and I don't know whether that was just some of the minutes and then having been ill. We don't know who all was ill. We know, according to Coach Morin's comments yesterday or the day before, that several of them had been positive. That's or you know, and so that you know, there was only about three or four of them in the tier, what they call tier one, that had not you know, gotten it. So it's, uh, it went through the team pretty much. And so it's, inter it'd be interesting to, you know, I know they won't ever tell us per se, but you know, Grace was six for 15, but like you said, it felt like that first half. In fact, I have the first half numbers. She was four for seven. So she was two for eight in, in the second half. I'll kind of go into, we've talked about her a little bit. I, and, and I don't want to steal your thunder, but Nicole yep. Cardano Hillary um, led us with 16 points. She was only six for 15 as well but three for seven beyond the arc. And I'm going to come back to the three-point shooting a little bit here as we crunch the numbers a little bit later. But Nikki had five rebounds and eight steals. Yeah. She had eight steals, also two assists. So Nikki really was the one really providing a lot of the pressure. And we were kind of having the discussion in here with the workaholics about what the record was. And I think you may have mentioned that the record was nine. So she was close yeah. to setting a school record. 
Yeah. Yeah. It was the, I listened to the radio feed and I tend to get more IU centric <laughs> stats from, from the, the radio commentator. And yeah, he said that she was on pace at that point. I think she had seven. So she ended up with one more after that, but he said, yeah, nine was the school record. So yeah, she was definitely on point. That was a lot of the, the meaningful moments I, I missed or wrote down rather. So you had in the, the first quarter, she got a rebound and then um, just went and uh, ended up getting fouled. And then and in the second quarter, she hit that three to tie it when we went finally tied it. I think there was wow, I think that was the only time we tied it. I know we never led. Um, so that was Nicole uh, at 708. She had an offensive rebound off of a missed three. She was the smallest player in the court at that point. Um, she rebounded her own missed free throw. So there were a lot of my meaningful moments actually came from Nicole and her hustle and um, including her defense. So, you know, in the third quarter, about six minutes left, she gets gets a loose ball um, on defense and then goes down and turns into two points for us. So I, I thought that, you know, the shooting wasn't there, but everything else we expect from Nikki was absolutely there tonight. And, and I'm going to go ahead. I'll let you, if you got a number you want to stick in, you know, talk about here. I got one more I'd like to talk about. Yeah, go really. for it. You go. Well, and you mentioned already, and that was the three for 14, three point shooting. Yeah. And Nikki was three for seven. We mentioned that already. But to me, this, you saw kind of the Achilles heel of this team right now. And, and unfortunately, I think this is a lingering storyline going on or a lingering question because there's going to be games like this where you don't get good starts or you're against another very good team who gets out on you eight, nine points. The three point shot is such an effective weapon in the game to be able to get back to, to, to eliminate a deficit, get back some momentum that this team, you know, that's the one concern I have as we go down the stretch that you, I'm not saying they're ever going to be 50% shooters or anything like that, but you got to make an, you got to make more than three. This team, if they could find a way to hit six or seven a game, it just it, it's huge in terms of momentum. And, and like we talked about, I know tonight a lot of rust. I get that. But like we mentioned earlier, Alexa came out. And I think a couple of her three point attempts weren't even close. And we know she's a better three point shooter than what she showed tonight. You know, and I'm not even talking about just the stats. They weren't even close. So yeah. um, I'll chalk this one up a little bit to the rust. But I think it's something that really is against a good team like Michigan. I thought showed tonight because it, it when Mac is there, I just got a feeling the team like Michigan's really going to collapse down like we were trying to do on Hillman and make it very difficult on her. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, <laughs> it would be, you know, kind of a, is it our secret wish now that we get this game back maybe in the big 10 tournament? <laughs> well, that's the only way it can happen. It's it's the only way yeah, it can. We don't play them again for sure. But um, I don't know if we want that as a wish or not, or maybe an easier matchup, but uh, it would be nice to have seen the difference McKenzie would have made because that, I think that changes their different defensive scheme for sure. And it definitely changes the tone of the rebounding. Yes. Um, so I, I think overall, just one McKenzie in particular, I think was just, it was a, a gaping hole for us tonight that that hopefully we'll get her back here in the next uh, next month or so. And, and speaking of which, I don't you know, I'm not sure where Ari kind of mentioned in the with the workaholics in the in the chat that um, two of the four may get rescheduled that we missed here. Excuse me. But I don't think we're scheduled to play Iowa again. So this no. was the one game in the Iowa game were probably games where not having Mac was going to show up the most anyway. But it definitely it definitely bore out on the floor tonight that not having McKenzie Holmes to match up with Hillman and on the offensive side to make Hillman or Kaiser match up with her, that that it really showed tonight. Yeah, uh, we play Iowa and Maryland to finish out a regular season. 
Okay, I thought we only played yeah. Iowa once. I thought we did too, but um, nope. We play them again on February 20th at home, and then we go up to College Park to close out the yeah. regular season, unless something gets rescheduled after that. But <laughs> that's a tough way to, to end. But yeah, oh, I don't want to jump too far ahead. So yeah. I didn't. I didn't have any other stats. Is there anything else that you want to talk about with us? <laughs> any additional storylines that we've missed so far? And thanks, Quang, for your nice comment in the in the chat. There, we we hope everybody's enjoying it as much as you are. So, okay. So, yeah. I don't have anything else. And no. so. Let's you're listening to the Doing the Work IU Post Game Show. Catch us live immediately following most IU women's basketball games. You can find us at our website, assemblycall.com. Also, make sure you sign up for our free IU Hoops email newsletter with over 9,000 and closing in on 10,000 members of your fellow IU fans who have subscribed. Join for free today at join.assemblycall.com. That's join.assemblycall.com. Com. I'm Jeff Marlowe here with co-host Kathy Amos, and we're breaking down Indiana's loss, first loss in the Big Ten to number five, number six Michigan Wolverines tonight by a score of 65 to 50. It's time now for our game balls. And Kathy, since I'm hosting, I'll give you the first chance at the game ball. Okay, I think this probably is fairly easy. And again, <laughs> as I look back over all the moments and we look at our stats, I, I'm going to give mine to Nicole. Uh, I, again, I, you know, she didn't have the best shooting night, but the whole team didn't have a good shooting night. So uh, outside of that, she still led the team in 16 with 16 points. And, and she really just played her butt off, I think from, from top to bottom. And, um, you know, again, some of the things we've looked at, and we didn't talk about tonight. We talked about how we forced Michigan into quite a few turnovers. We only turned the ball over 11 times, which is our team team goal. And, you know, so you get that with a, your pressure defense that Michigan has, and Nicole only had two turnovers as well. So I, I think all around her stat line was pretty good um, for a game like this. And so I, I was really pleased with her play. Yeah, I'm going to go with Nikki here, too. Just the energy she brought, and, and like I said, especially early on, I felt like her energy kind of became infectious after we got behind 9 to nothing. Uh, I really felt like she kind of got us going. And so, and, and you look across the stat line, 16, as we mentioned earlier, 16 points, five rebounds, eight steals, a couple assists, um, and as a point guard, only had two turnovers. You know, so I, I'm going to go with Nikki, too. So that will make the second game ball award for Nikki. And right now, Max still leads the game balls with three. Allie has two, and Grace has two. So it's a tight contest on the game ball awards here. And with Mac not playing, it gives people a chance to catch up with her here. Right. Yep. Um, and now it's time for the Hoosier Hustle Award, sponsored by our friends at Evansville Security Services. Evansville Security Services provides off-duty police officers to businesses and individuals throughout Indiana. Remember. Prevention cannot be measured. So let Indiana Secure, excuse me, let Evansville Security Services help you prevent a bad outcome today. Go to EvansvilleSecurityServices.com to learn more. That's EvansvilleSecurityServices.com. And now it's time for those hustle awards. And Kathy, again, I'll let you go first tonight. Yeah, um, I, I'm going to give my my hustle award here to Grace Berger tonight. Uh, again, uh, struggled, really struggled shooting, especially in that second half. I thought her first half was really on point, but I, I go back to those six assists. And when you have a team that only shoots 33% from the field and you still manage to, to come up with six assists, I mean, that's really, I, to me, a number that was outstanding um, to see. Uh, so to me, I, I think she hustled again. It just wasn't her night shooting. It wasn't anybody's night shooting, but I, I still like the play from grace outside of that. 
Yeah, I'm gonna. I, I'm not trying to make it. We don't throw it into the mob here the, to the workaholics. But I agree with you. I thought Nikki, or excuse me, I'm sorry. I thought Grace deserved this. If Nikki was the player of the the got the game ball, then I thought Grace was the hustle award. That was kind of where I was at pretty much the whole second half. And I know she didn't like you said. I know she didn't have her A game. But I also wonder a little bit about that. That I know there's others out there, but it, but I wonder if Michigan made a focus on grace here tonight to really make her work. And I just, again, maybe that was part of the fatigue factor that she was having to work that much harder on the offensive end uh, than, you know, without McKenzie and, and easily with Allie not having as good an offensive game, it makes it harder too. So I'm going to go with grace Berger as our hustle yeah. award. And that makes three hustle awards for grace Berger now. Yeah. And, and real, real fast on that point, Jeff, before yeah. we leave grace, I, you know, I think you made a great point and I wish I would have wrote this down and, um, pointed it out, but there were actually a number of times in the second half where I thought they changed their defense on Grace, where they were um, hedging her and mm -hmm. doubling her almost out at the the halfway point, and I think that really impacted her game. And to your point, um, she definitely looked fatigued down at the end. So yeah, I do think they changed their defense on her, and that's that. And that really came from the standpoint of we were trying to use Grace a little bit, kind of like we did at Purdue, where we used her to kind of get the offense initiated with a high ball screen, and they really did hedge that. You're right, Kathy. I thought that may have been a time where we – that's one of those where I would like to see then let's put Grace on the baseline and run her off a screen or a stagger screen and see if we could get her on some curl or something. But obviously it was just a tough night all around, and, and you're just trying to find anything. Uh, to a certain degree from a coaching perspective, I'm sure Coach Moore is trying to find lightning in a bottle that will – get you you know six seven points in a couple of possessions and she just that just wasn't there tonight and the, the kids just were rusty and it just was not their night yeah so yeah so as i mentioned grace gets her third hustle award and then mac nicole keandra alexa chloe and grace wagner all have one so a hustle award um before we move on from here kathy anything else you want to add about the you know the game tonight no, I think I think we've said enough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, so we'll preview our upcoming shows and opponents. Our next post game show. Keep an eye on this discussion page on simplycall.com and also checking the YouTube and Facebook pages because our, the women's next game is Thursday night against Minnesota at home. But that's also the same night as Assembly Call Radio, and that game at in Bloomington for the women is a 7 p.m. Eastern time start, 6 p.m. Central. So it'll be finishing right about the same time that AC Radio generally comes on the air. So we're trying to maybe work it out where we do the show a little bit later and come on after AC Radio, but we have not finalized that. So stay on the lookout for for the next post game show, the next doing the work episode. But we will have one after. Um, for the Minnesota game. Let me put it that way. I'm just not sure exactly how soon after that game. Yeah. Also, for our fans out there who are listening to us and watching and the, and the workaholics here in the chat, uh, that's on BTN+. Plus. So you, if you want to watch that game, you'll need the BTN Plus subscription, and hopefully the production will be a little bit better than it has been on some of the occasions. But maybe we'll get lucky, Kathy. Maybe they'll switch it over to – uh, 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 an ESPN or at least a regular BTN broadcast as well. Um, so from that standpoint, um, Michigan is unranked or excuse me, I'm sorry. Minnesota is unranked and currently 10 and 12 overall three and seven in the conference. 
IU has won four in a row over the Golden Gophers. They're coached by their former star, Lindsey Whalen, who played in the WNBA, by the way, for our fans who don't know much about the, the Gophers. Uh, we've been playing Minnesota since 1974, and Minnesota leads the overall series 37 to 32. Any comments or anything you want to talk about Minnesota real quick, Kathy? Um, no, not on Minnesota, but I do also want to kind of maybe plug some events going on this weekend. So uh, for those of uh, people that are listening, probably also listen to Assembly Call. They are doing their um, annual meetup this weekend. A um, number of us are going to the game against Illinois, the men's game on Saturday, and then meeting up at Switchyard Brewery after for a meetup. Um, but from a women's side, they play Purdue at home on Sunday. And so for those of you who don't have tickets, you'd still easy to get. They're $10 general admission. I'll be going. My mom's going to be driving up from Southern Indiana to go with us as well. So taking her to her first, uh, uh, women's game this year. So I'm looking, looking forward to that. And if, uh, anybody is out there for the women's game and you want to meet at halftime and take a picture for, uh, our private uh, community or put on Twitter or wherever we want to put it and we can get a bunch of us together, um, try to send me a message either on Twitter or in the private forum and we'll see if we can uh, find a place to meet. Also, well, not only that, but if you are going to the game, I believe Jared is trying to set up a, a big group picture in front of yep. the old mid the old uh, state of Indiana logo from the old court there. And I can't remember what what end that is, but they're trying to get together for a big group picture there in front of the uh, old center court uh, from the, the old floor. So and that's in that's one of the lobbies. That's Saturday. Yeah. 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 Um, so, and don't want to remind you that AC radio is scheduled for Thursday night at 9 PM Eastern, 6 PM, or excuse me, 8 PM central. And I'm sure they will talk about several things, including the big men's win at Maryland over the weekend. The men are off this week until Saturday, as Kathy just mentioned, they don't play again until Saturday with Illinois coming into Bloomington. You're listening to Doing the Work IU Postgame Show. Remember to check out our friends at Home Field Apparel. Use the promo code HOME, H-O-M-E, to at checkout to get 15% off your first order. Okay, it's time for our last call. And Kathy, you get to go first. All right, great. Yeah, I think for me, my my biggest lingering question now is how do we respond from this? This is the first time we've lost since early December when we played NC State. It's our first conference loss. Um, it was it was definitely not a great offensive performance. It was a place we were definitely missing our star, Mackenzie Holmes. Um, we were rusty after 15 days. They have um, a few days here though to come back, get it together, um, being back at home too, and against Minnesota to kind of to brush that that rust off. And personally, I think we're going to see a great bounce back game against uh, Minnesota um, um, when we when we play them on Thursday. But to me, that's the big question. How do we how do we overcome this? Make sure we just brush it off, learn from it, take that film, see what we can improve on and take that into the next game and really uh, get right back on track. Yeah, and for me, it's going to be about trying to fix up a few, a couple of the things that they really struggle with tonight. I'm sure they're going to get rebounding, 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 pounded mm -hmm. into their heads over the next couple of days. Mm -hmm. But it's also a fine line here, Kathy. You know the kids may not all be 100% feeling well yet. I hope they are, but just have a feeling. If you know, you know, it's when you've been an athlete and it's been and you've been sick. You, you want to believe you're 100%, but you're not always quite there conditioning-wise. So I'm sure it's a fine line for Terry Morin at this point to try and balance practice on the floor, up and down, trying to get your legs back under you so you don't want to tire them out. So where they're right. on Thursday where they're feeling a little gassed. And, and, and for me also, I think it's another game where – 
Uh, Minnesota's toward the bottom of the league. You just want to avoid bad losses right now. If you can avoid bad losses, uh, you're going to end up a top three or four seed in the Big Ten tournament, and you should end up a top three or four seed in the NCAA tournament, and that'll get you a home a home for at least the first two rounds, which is really what your goal is. Whether you're a one, two, three, or four, you're going to get homes. You're going to be sent to home for your. You'll be at home for those first two games of the NCAA tournament. And that would be big for this program because it's they've never done it before. They've never been a right. top four seed to do that. So to me, that's kind of what I'm watching here. Kind of just, you don't, you want to avoid bad losses to a team like Minnesota. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. And, you know, if we look at the rest of our schedule, you know, we talked around Iowa and Maryland, but, you know, we got Minnesota, Purdue, Illinois, Nebraska, Northwestern. You got five games yet in between there, plus if any of those other ones get rescheduled. So, uh, you know, they just they're going to have to just forget this again, learn from it. And like you said, hopefully <laughs> they're they're getting back to game shape. I think they only had about a week of practice. You know, they were off. 15 days, but they only had about a week of practice to get back together and, and brush all that off. And like you said, they might not be at a hundred percent health. You know, you had Allie with her ankle and, and all of the other health problems that were going on. So I, I have faith that uh, Terry will coach more and will have them ready to go on Thursday. And I have faith that all of our seniors and our leaders will have them going on Thursday as well. And I like that. I'm going to use my Ted Lasso here because I watch a lot of for our workaholics. If you haven't watched Ted Lasso on Apple TV Plus, I I would highly recommend it if you have the subscription. But what animal has the shortest memory? A goldfish. So we need the girls to be goldfish here, and that's a Ted Lassoism because you 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 want to be a goldfish and forget very quickly what happened tonight and just bounce back. So <laughs> very <yeah. good. laughs> So anyway, I, I had to get a Ted Lasso reference in there since you said they need to be able to forget. So so hey, Kathy, been an enjoyable evening. As far as being with you, was not enjoyable watching the game and watching the girls lose, but. Uh, always an enjoyable time to get together and talk afterwards about women's basketball at Indiana. If you want to see us do the show live and be a part of the live chat, make sure that you subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash assemblycall.com. And don't forget to go to join.assemblycall.com to join our free email newsletter. Special thanks to John Ringer of Rig Design for designing our logo. And thank you for listening. We'll be back to talk IU hoops again with you on hopefully Thursday after the Minnesota game, just not sure what time. Until then, keep your elbows in and your eyes on the rim. And go Hoosiers. All right. <laughs> Quang, thanks for all the nice words in the chat there. Yeah, Denny too. And Denny. So, yeah. But are showing up. So. Yeah, it'll be interesting because Denny points out here in the chat something I just saw. If they can beat – Minnesota and Purdue, which they'll be favored. How far do they fall in the ranking? They they went on the road and lost at Michigan, who was number six. They might still stay in the top 10 if they can find those two wins. Yeah, I would hope so too. And of course, you know, a lot of this is uh, out of our control. You don't know what your other teams are going to do around. I haven't checked. I know Iowa and um, Ohio State, right, are probably tipped off by now, probably close to halftime. What time yeah, they're playing tonight. What time it is. Yeah, so uh, – yeah, what is their score? Do you have that handy? I don't have it handy. I've tried to keep as little going on on my computer while we're doing this, so I don't have any of those issues like I did back in December where I freeze up and you still hear me, but I look like, you know. So Ari says, Ari's a little too overconfident for me in the chat. I'm The old coach of me is like, you know, I will not lose to Minnesota, Purdue, or Illinois. Ari, I'm an old coach. Nobody's an easy win. Respect nope. all, fear none. But, you know, that was that's my motto. So don't I don't want to talk up anything before I actually play the game. But 
because uh, when you start thinking that way as a coach, that's when you just kind of get bit in the butt and brought back down to earth. Yeah. So. Okay, here we go. Uh, oh, Ohio State and Iowa. Let's see, 45-42, Iowa's up by three, just about at halftime. That so. could be a very high-scoring game because both those teams like to score. <laughs> and, you know, what amazing stat I heard, and, and she's an outstanding player. Don't uh, And so, but Caitlin Clark, not only leading yeah. the nation scoring, but they said tonight she's leading the nation in assists. Oh, geez. Oh, that's quite so, the combination. I knew she was moving up. I had heard that a couple weeks ago on this. So, so. Well, it's probably a byproduct of somebody who's had two triple doubles in the last three weeks or whatever it is. So, right, right. But anyway, yeah, so, hey, so uh, for people who are still yeah. listening in and everything, obviously, we're hoping to get together with the with at the switch yard and everything. But boy, I don't know where you guys are in Indiana or listening to the show, watching, but up here, they're telling us we're going to get anywhere from 15 to 20 inches of snow starting when, you know, tomorrow night into Wednesday morning through Thursday evening. So I'm hoping to be there, but I, I'm going to be at the mercy of the state highway department, yeah. how well they can clean off roads, I think. But I know Indianapolis was saying even like four to eight inches plus, I think they may be getting a little more ice. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's what I've been watching too, because obviously my husband and I are driving over from Iowa here on Friday. So we'll be, I'm hoping by the time we get to Indiana, which won't be until, you know, the afternoon that they've dug out and everything's cleared out. But I'm also a little spoiled being in Iowa because we're used to, to that and we can get our stuff cleared out pretty quick. Because you remember I went over to that Nebraska game right after we had 14 inches of snow and you're like, what are you doing? I'm like, eh. It's fine. It's Iowa, whatever. <laughs> and, and Ari's posting stuff in here in the in the work with the chat about you know the dip, you know Bloomington four to eight, Indy eight to twelve, and and he we were texting today back and forth. And we want to thank Ari. Ari does a lot of our production work and stuff for us as well. So want to shout out to Ari. But um, we just you know I've lived around Indiana for pretty much my entire life. I'm not one that's always you know like hey snow removal. Now you get farther up right. in Lake County, like Gary, Maryville, that area. They kind of handle the roads pretty well because they're used to all the lake effect but you get you know to some of these areas like where i live you know sometimes it's like oh <laughs> it's like you know 10 12 inches which is a lot anyway but it's like oh okay yeah and it's always the trickier thing right i mean because that yes. impacts so much more than just roads so that's what i'll be watching more <laughs> yeah, um, well, Thursday from here that's what my wife has said a couple times now. As long as we can maintain electricity, we got everything we need. We went out and got a few extra things today. We tried to get out there today before everybody thought, oh, my goodness, tomorrow to get to the store. But as long as the electricity stays on, we should be good to go. Yeah. You know, it's funny, um, not because of the winter, but we had a really bad storm here in 2020 that came through in the summer called, a, I don't know if you remember hearing about it, the derecho. Oh, I know about derechos. We were, yeah, we were without power for almost 48 hours. Mm. Um and then after that, and we were actually some of the luckier ones here in Iowa, like places in Cedar Rapids. There are some places in Cedar Rapids that were without power for a month. And um, with all the, the devastation they had from that. So after that, my husband actually went out and bought a giant generator that he can hook up into our power for our house and can power our whole house that way. So <laughs> so we're pretty set even there too. So. Well, I, the generator is probably something I should look into a little bit more because I just, and I haven't, but you know kind of like ah, you know but we i'm more the ratio we got us we way back in 03 it was the summer i got the job here in rensselaer and i was still living in peru and it was july 4th we were going to go to the fireworks show in peru and that was a night where there was just a series of those derechos that came across in Illinois and Indiana. I mean, wave just kind of wave after wave. And we ended up with about 10 to 12 inches of rain overnight into like, you know, that that next morning. 
man, there was so much flooding and the roads were getting flooded out and fields were flooded out. I mean, there was water everywhere that day. And I, I, I'd never seen anything like that. I, yeah. The ratios usually get that kind of burst and they're really strong. Man, this was like, there were like four or five of them that came across that night. It was just nuts. Oh, that's crazy. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. But as long as we can, like I said, uh, we keep the power on. The ice doesn't get to us and things like that. I think we can ride out a couple of days and then hopefully by Friday, Saturday, I'm not going to, if we can get out, we'll come down Saturday and then we're going right. to come down for the day. We didn't want to do it. I wanted to go to the game, but we, my son and I went earlier to a game this year and then they were already, I looked the other day just to kind of check it out. And they were going for like 180, 200 on StubHub. Yeah. We bought our tickets a while ago before we even knew about the meetup and I'm not going to say what we paid because there was a lot but we also spurred drive as our christmas presents to each other we don't really buy nice. anymore we just buy we buy um moments <laughs> so we decided our moment this year is like because i've taken sean to some indiana games with me but it's always been the ones when they had them over christmas break we've mm -hmm. never been where all the students are in and uh, or a big 10 game and i told him actually we were going to go in 2020 ironically we were going to go to that purdue game when um, bob knight came back <laughs> and then work got in the way and i wasn't able to get off work that weekend um and then obviously last year um, with no nobody in the stands that we couldn't go. And so we've been planning this for about three years now. So it's good to hopefully <laughs> weather permitting that it, it happens. So. so for everybody who's kind of stuck with us here in the, po in the, what, you know, the kind of the post post game chat here, um, we will hopefully be on Thursday night. We don't know exactly what time, but we hope to be live and we just don't know exactly. I said, we haven't really talked with Jared about trying to get on after AC radio. That seems to make the most sense to Kathy and I, um, I I'm supposed to, again, weather's going to play a role. This our girl, the girls sectional week is this week and I'm doing local radio here and, and the team is playing tomorrow night, but their schedule again to play Friday night. So if they do get there and they play Friday, uh, the, they may play for I promise they're, they're also supposed to have a set of games on Wednesday well that's not looking real good right. so you know I wouldn't have a whole lot of time on Friday to try and record some plus you're driving I'm driving yeah I mean so, I can do it in the car while my husband drives that might well, I, I was thinking about that because we haven't really talked about that but how we want to kind of tackle the Purdue game because you're going to be at the game yeah and I'm not so yeah and I won't be available afterwards um I'm actually meeting somebody he's going to take my mom and I on a tour of campus he wrote a book about Indiana history and like in sports and so he knows like where the original field house and all this stuff is and so he's going to combine some of his stuff and actually take us on a campus tour so <laughs> so I won't be around at all so you maybe you try a solo show or maybe we can recruit one of our workaholics that can uh, want to <laughs> try, a, try yeah. it for the first time but and I was yeah. texting you today I know that come March I'm going with a group of kids from school we're going to Europe so you may have to we may do have a solo to. show or have to recruit some help in there as well. But, um, but you know, it was fun. It, it didn't, it, it just, as we got kind of closer to the night and started tonight, I felt like, God, it feels like a month, you know, yeah. like, since we've done this. And I know it's only been 15 days, but man, we got such a wow. nice, nice rhythm of the kids playing and us doing these shows. And then to go 15 days felt like a long time. It did. Sound. So I All hope right. to see you Saturday. I hope to see you Saturday. Yes, I hope to see you too and finally meet in person. So, and then obviously, and obviously Thursday, but hopefully meet in person on Saturday down at the switchyard. Cool. So, all right, everybody from the work from the chat, the workaholics, thank you guys for being here. We'll talk to you again soon. All right, bye bye.
Hi, Kathy. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on Carol. She's more focused on hitting a high note than the car in front of her. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates Northbrook, Illinois.